Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. been instructed that there's no swearing or speaking, which means I've nothing to say. However, if I did have something to say, I'd say, hiya. This is the third and final instalment of our mini-series on maverick footballers, the guys who create so many happy memories for all us football fans. If you're into <clears throat> the Celtic, you'll probably never forget some of the moments that Shunsuke Nakamura gave to you. Gordon Strachan tells us all about the work behind the scenes that caused that magic. Evertonians adore Duncan Ferguson. Davy Moyes tells us what the big number nine had to offer on his return to Goodison. Now, if Ipswich Town happens to be your club, and if you're of a certain vintage, pass the claret, please, the name of Kevin Beattie may take your breath away. He is a unique story in English football, and Terry Butcher tells us how Kevin could have been one of the all-time greats on the pitch. Or, if it hadn't been for... <clears throat> A sartorial shortfall or a genetic... I, he could have been a great on the running track too. You might want to use parental control in this anecdote. It involves genitalia. And finally, you probably think that Tino Asprilla cost Kevin Keegan's Newcastle United the Premier League title in 1996. Don't you admit it? Well, allow Peter Beardsley to retort. Naka had what the Barcelona players is. He, he thinks four passes ahead of everybody. He'll work out there's a possibility of A, B, C, D. There's four passes maybe each or three passes. Then he works out what is the likelihood. Say there's four passes. It might break down with that one. I'm no bother going in there. If he sees the three passes, knows he's got three players he can trust, he can walk in there. So you have to compute all that. And that's what the Barcelona players do. What kind of person was he? I'll tell you, I asked because Stuart Baxter went and coached in Kobe Osaka and he brought Michael Loudrop out and it was a community that had just been devastated by the terrible, terrible earthquake. And he enjoyed his time, but both he and to a far greater extent Loudrop found the Japanese personality difficult to get to apply to the way that football coaching, football playing needed to be. Now, things have moved on. That was the mid-90s. Japan is a very... Increasingly powerful and interesting football nation. 
And do you think in encountering him, did he have to go through a cultural change? Was he a natural footballer? Has there been a change of psychology? He was okay. He, he, he come from Japan, but he went to Italy first. Mm-hmm. So it was a kind of stopover before he got. It wasn't like straight from Japan right to Scotland. I think that that might have been a <laughs> would have been a cultural shock. <laughs> so he stopped off in Italy with Regina, with the, the, the crazy president was there. So I think anything after Regina wasn't it too bad. Um, Stuart said that they were very dutiful. If, you, if as a coach you said, stand on the back post, yeah, that's what you, they you, did. You, you take, didn't take it literally. Or, yes. Yeah, you take it literally. But no, by the time I got, they'd moved on since then. They definitely had moved on. But again, you're talking about hard work. He was always, him, McGeady, matter of fact, there's a lot of them. There was a big group come in and he was the one of the first to kick it off training at half past eight in the morning, doing weights. And I came out after every game at Celtic Park, because you could do it at Celtic Park. he come off the game, sit and listen to what I had to say, change again, put another training gear on, go up the stairs and do weights for about 45 minutes. And because of that, he built his, the, the doctor said he was a phenomenon, because he had a medial ligament problem, which is four weeks, six days for him. Because he, he says that his core strength and fitness was unbelievable. Duncan Ferguson, we've had Duncan and you have had ups and downs. But if I'm right, you're partially responsible for the fact that he's now back at the club, mm-hmm. coaching, quite well regarded. As we speak, mm-hmm. we're a couple of days away from him getting a testimonial. Testimonial, I think. yeah, he plays in, in a week's time or so in a testimonial against so, Villarreal. So there were there were good times. He scored goals for you. I think mm-hmm. he had his goal being allowed against Villarreal in the Champions League. You'd have made your Champions League debut as a coach. Bit bumpy in the goodbyes. Tell me a little bit about the Duncan Ferguson experience. Duncan was very good. Duncan was a really good player. Technically very good. Very good feet. Not given as much credit. His finishing was mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. The way he could connect with the ball, you know, the power he generated, you know, with his left foot. He had incredible strength and power. Everybody knows about his aerial ability. But he was a really good footballer. You know, getting the ball into him, hard to get it off him. You know, if he got a chance on his left foot, he had really good finishing abilities and he had lovely craft as well with his left foot when needed. Yeah, we had our ups and downs with Duncan. The, the biggest thing for me was, I think in football, it comes around, things come back, you get to play against old teams, <laughs> you get to come up against old players, you meet old people who you've had in the past and, you know, Duncan went away for about five years, came back, said he wanted to come back in and be around it. I think in those five years he'd maybe learned that you'd been writing some of the things you'd said to him. And yeah, well, I think that Duncan worked with some managers who were great man. Duncan with Jim McLean, he worked under Walter Smith, you know, he, he worked under Bobby Robson. So Duncan, you know, worked under some fantastic managers. But I would say that the biggest thing is, you know, sometimes Duncan came back and said, look, I made a few mistakes, I got it wrong. And, uh, but overall, Duncan and his family you know, came back. I thought Duncan had too much to offer. Because if he could teach some of the young players to play the way he could, oh, you know, God. control, you know. Yeah. And also, I'm going to say it, you know, the way he could bully centre-halves. Now, I think of the goal he scored against Manchester United to win 1-0, which got us in the Champions League at Everton. I know, you know speaking to Manchester United, the players and, and people over there, they used to hate playing against Duncan <laughs> Ferguson. You know, they used to think, oh, no, not Duncan. I bet there's loads of centre-halves round that year. I thought, oh, I'm not playing against Duncan. Because you knew you were in for a physical day, but you're also in for giving him room or space. He could hurt you technically we, as well. We both know that fans pay to watch that kind of battle. Mm-hmm. You know, It's not all about Iniesta and Xavi and yeah, Messi. That's right. Good though they are to watch. 
Plus, I had Kevin Beattie there. Uh, who, was, who, was, who was a phenomenal, phenomenal, my favourite player ever. He was unbelievable. Unbelievable. He was the, we call him the monster. He was, he was like Popeye. This is, not, this, is, this is traditionally not a visual medium. Terry's been very animated during the conversation and enjoyed it. And if it's not impertinent, even saying Kevin Beatty brought a huge smile to yeah. his mouth and to his eyes yeah. um, in affection. When we were travelling in the train to come and meet you, I was saying that as I was growing up, I didn't, I maybe still don't have an educated eye, but I didn't have an educated enough eye to, to understand what, I always heard people saying about two players in particular, who I think have been underappreciated latterly. Colin Bell was one, yeah. but BT was the other. And I, was, I always remember hearing people or reading people saying about BT in those days that he was extraordinary. And Neil remembers reading in Bobby's book, that I think Bobby used the phrase that BT was the the best England player he'd ever seen. Yeah, now yeah. you get used to people saying Moore or Charlton or Edwards. Well, I think Bobby, for, me, for me, Bobby Moore was the best England player I've ever seen because he's a captain of the country, lifted the World Cup. You'll never ever take that away. From okay, me. but then you're also talking about the iconography and the moment and the lifting but, but, of the cup. Kevin didn't play many times for England because, because of injuries, and in a way, the, the injuries him. helped my career because Kevin had to retire. Tell us about that, him. I, I was able to get there. Explain what what was special. He was the lovable guy. He's a bit like he was a bit like Gaza. Daft as a brush. He's 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 a little bit. It it beats the life and soul of the party. I mean, we we went to when I was in the youth team in Ipswich in eighties in not eighty seven. In seventy seven, we went to Loretta Mar on a a, for a tournament played against Barcelona, lost in the final to Barcelona, and Kevin was injured, but he came along as a sort of chaperone for the boys, which is probably the worst chaperone that Bobby could ever imagine, but he's coming up, and we used to go out for nights out. But he was, on a, he was in the next room to us, me and Russ were in the room, in the hotel, and he was in the next room to us on his own. And he hated being on his own. He was quite insecure, beat, he liked company. Um, he liked being with the boys and all that sort of thing. So he used to come and stay in our room, and then all we'd go back to his room and things like this, but we'd always, the three of us would stay in the room together. But one day, he decided to go back to his room. He's drinking in our room, we'd had a good few drinks. <laughs> And he decided to go back to his room, but he didn't go through the door, which any normal person would do. He decided to go from window to window. And we're about three floors up. So we're about 50, 60 feet above the ground. Yeah. And Beat decides, Kevin Beat decides, I'm going to go jump on that window ledge there, which was only about six inches wide to, to jump. And we, we, we couldn't stop him. We could not stop him at all because he's a strong guy. He'd, he'd pin us against the wall. And he, he did it. He jumped. And we were the most relieved people so in the world. He jumped from it window wasn't to window. Stretching a leg. No. It, it was a jump. It was a jump. Whoa. But Beat's jump, jumping prowess was phenomenal. He, he, was, he was easily the best of the club. You know, that standing, you have a yeah. standing start. Yeah. You, you stand against the wall, put your arm yeah. up as far as you can, they mark it. And then from a standing start, you jump up and they mark it where you touch. His was by far the best leap. He had a natural spring and explosion. To, and he, some, of the, some of the headers, he used to, the towering headers, he used to get up. His timing was phenomenal. But there's one story I tell about Beat. It was a competition to, to find out the, the fastest footballer. And it was, it was run somewhere where it was run, Newcastle or somewhere else. Like and all the clubs had to put forward a, a, their, their quickest runner. So Beat was easily our, our, our fastest guy. So we went up there to, to go in there. And all the boys had a bet on Beat to win it because they, they all knew how quick he was because he, he didn't want to get beat in the sprints because he would murder you. So we all thought, he's gonna, it's a certainty to win this. So then the news came back that he was third. We were like, wow, there must be someone really quick people. But the people that won it, we're like, well, Kevin's far quicker than them. What happened in the race was, was Beat got his kit and took his kit up there and got onto the track and that sort of thing. As he's running, he hadn't, on his, underneath his shorts, he didn't have a slip on or underpants or jockstrap. <laughs> 
So halfway down the track, you can guess what happens. He's waving at people. He's waving at people. Yeah. And there's something appears from his shorts that shouldn't appear from his shorts. So he's trying to tuck it back in and then running another 10 yards and trying to tuck it back in. He still finishes third. So he finishes third. That's it. So, but there's only Kevin Beatty would go up there without he, the right gear. Did he come out and say it was the drag? It was when, the drag. when it hit the track. When it hit the drag, yeah. The, the torque and the drag well, slowly. He did down. actually say he was running with an anchor, but there we go. <laughs> but he's, he was such a, he's such a lovable guy. But the, the things that, I, you know, for me, it was... I thought, well, I'm never going to get the team. Alan Hunter was an yes, international. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Beattie, Russell was there, John Pedalty, Dale Roberts, lots of really good players that were there. And I'm like, I can't, I won't, I won't get there. But you eventually work your way through. But with Kevin and Alan, they had a lot of knee injuries. In those days, cartilage operations, you, you know, you're six weeks out. Yeah, yeah, you are done. So I was lucky enough that, in a way, Kevin's misfortune was my good fortune. But... I played alongside Beat many times. I played in the semi-final of the, of, the, of the cup in '81 with him. I was, uh, he was left back. I was centre half. Sometimes we'd change. Sometimes we'd both play centre halves. He was just an incredible guy. And I see him now for working for the radio, Radio Suffolk, and he's just great. We meet, you know we meet each other, and it was just brilliant. You know, he's, he's great. You'll never take away the memories that we have. And he was one of the. He scored a goal against Bohemians of Prague in our UEFA Cup run, which we won. It nearly took the roof of the net off. And, I remember being a young boy at Ipswich in 70, 77, 76, 77, and I was sweeping the dressing rooms up because I was uh, like, just doing the jobs after the game. And John Osborne was the goalkeeper for West Brom. And he was sitting in the dressing room having a cigarette, sitting there with his legs crossed. Well, the others had gone out. And I said, is it okay to come in? He said, yeah, come on in, son. So I'm sweeping away. And he's sitting there. And he says, you know, son, what do you think of the game? I says, uh, well, great win for us. And that sort of thing. He says, yeah. He says, he says, what about Beatty's goal from the free kick? And he's, he struck one in from 25 yards that nearly took the net off. He struck it that hard. He says, you know the best thing I ever did today? Sucking away in his fag. And I says, what was that, John? He says, uh, I got out of the way of Beatty's free <laughs> kick. He says, because if I got my hand to that, he says, he would have broken my arm. He said, so that was the best thing I ever did today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We're all sort of British, if you like, in the main. Yeah. You know, when Kevin brought Janola, Spiller... Uh, Albert, they very quickly caught on to the English culture and, and they were brilliant. They really were that part of that entertainment. They were just incredible people that wanted to have a laugh and it was just incredible. Tino was just the funniest man in the world. He, he really was, you know. 
you, you've, them. your face is crinkled up in humour even oh, saying yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Some of the things he'd come out with. Tell me. Well, just unbelievable, like, incredible things that you just... He would come out on the morning and he would be, like you were saying earlier about Messi, just fiddling with the ball, just try and bend the ball so he'd be out on the right wing and be trying to bend the ball into the roof of the net and all that. Kevin Keegan would come out and, like, most of the other players would stop out of respect for Kevin and Tino would still be fiddling with the ball and bang. And by this time, there's probably 15 balls all over the place. And Kevin said, when are you going to stop? He said, well, I have to practice. I have to get better. Kevin said, yeah, but we're ready to start. He said, well, yeah, but in a minute, I'll get one. And you'll say, very good, Tino. <laughs> and I like it when you say very good. And it's just like, it's just brilliant. We had an incident there. And, and you'll know, Kevin used to speak to Tino in Spanish. Mm. Colombian, you should speak to him in Spanish. So anyway, we're playing Blackburn at home in the FA Cup. And we're 1-0 down at half-time. And Kevin's come in and he's human. And by this stage, I'm not the target. He's moved <laughs> off me. So, but he's talking to Tino in Spanish. This is from Kevin yeah. having lived in Marbella yeah, yeah, for absolutely. so long. Yeah, yeah, I lived yeah, in, yeah That's yeah. why I'm called Pedro. I was going to so, ask you that. So I have Pedro on my number plate now. So I have P-A-D-R-O. Because like, Kevin told me when the piece came out a long time ago now... Everybody thinks I paid a lot of money for it. I just paid whatever you paid to have a number plate on. But anyway, so I've got Pedro on my number plate, but I've got P8. But Kevin told me to get P3 DRO. But I said to Kevin, I went number eight. So it works out even more perfect. But anyway, getting back to Tino, like, so we're playing in the FA Cup, we're playing Blackburn at home. We're 1 0 down, and Kevin lost it, but in Spanish. So we ain't got a clue what he's saying. <laughs> and there's a little space. So where I'm sitting now, there's another space there, but the showers and the bus. Or basically in between, so Kevin's standing here, Teddy would be standing on his right as we look. So there's no space between them and there's nowhere to go. So anyway, he's hammering Tino and Tino all of a sudden starts taking his kid off. And we're thinking, wow, that's strange. So we haven't got a clue what Kevin's Whatever saying. he's saying isn't yeah, going yeah, right, absolutely. is it? Absolutely. <laughs> so anyway, he now walks between Kevin and Teddy Mac, got no gear on, got a towel, and his ghost starts running the bath. And Kevin's still trying to talk to us and Kevin's fuming. Wow. And basically, he's looking at us and he's trying to talk to us. But you can hear Tino running the bus, singing, whistling. Honestly, <laughs> and as a player, we are absolutely wetting ourselves, thinking, "Wow, this is so funny." But like Kevin's trying to keep a straight face, and, and every now and then he would look along the corridor, thinking, "All sorts." Anyway, we go and play the game. We end up winning two-one, and so we come in at the end. And uh, Rob Lee, obviously thinking he was clever, said to me, and I was the captain at the time. He said, Pedro, have a word with KK. He said, uh, tell him well done, great idea to take Tino off, but why? You know. So anyway, me thinking I'm clever, I said to the gaffer, in front of everybody, I said, gaffer, Rob Lee wants to know. I said, <laughs> obviously, good idea to take Tino off, but what happened? He said, to, he said uh, I told him, obviously in Spanish, you've got two minutes to get your finger out, otherwise you're coming off. I don't know how you get rid of this, but he said, you know, I said, fuck you, I'm coming off now. And it's just unbelievable. <laughs> that was it. just the way he was, just mad. But nice mad. You know, I loved him. Every day, he used to teach you something different with the ball and a skill that you'd never seen before. Just incredible. Yes. I have to be honest, Graham, you remember Tino Asprilla saying for Newcastle, in the snow, he's in a grey overcoat. Yeah, he's yeah. dressed a bit Flanagan and Allen a little yeah, bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, long coat. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so anyway, he comes on the Tuesday... Signs, but it has to go back for a work permit. So we're at Middlesbrough on the Saturday, so we go overnight, stay at the hotel, Redworth Hall, and I don't go down for pre-match, never went down for pre-match. I used to go there for breakfast, have bacon and eggs, orange juice, go back to bed. 
or swap shop and them this. So go back. Anyway, so I never went down with pre match. So I get on the bus and we never met Tino when he came over on the Tuesday. No, no. So there's this black lad sitting beside Kevin Keegan. And I am going to clue who it is. Yeah. Genuinely. So I just acknowledged him, how are you doing? And went past, went and sat in my seat. And KK said, uh, Pedro, Pedro, here, yeah, come here. He said, uh, this is uh, Faustino Asprilla. I said, <laughs> said, really? And he couldn't understand what I was saying. So anyway, I said, really? He said, yeah. And I, I'd only seen pictures of him on TV. So I said, what's he doing here? He said, he arrived in this morning. The work permits arrived. I'm going to put him on the bench. He said, I might even put him on. He's only had one glass of wine. I said, what? <laughs> he went, well, in Italy, you'll know, Graham, in yeah. Italy, they have wine with the meal. They can do, yeah. So he actually had had a glass of red wine. I went, really? I said, well, as long as you didn't come on for me, I don't care. <laughs> I, I honestly did, honestly, 100%. So anyway, go in the dressing room, names the team, put some soap. We're getting ready, and KK comes over again. He said, if need be, I'm going to put them on. I said, I don't care, Gaffer. As long as I don't come off, I don't care. Anyway, so we're one nil down half time. And sure enough, you know, getting ready, getting ready, getting ready. Kevin said, give it five minutes, give it five minutes. So we're now out there. And we're 1-0 down, 20 minutes to go. And Tino comes running on. And he comes running on, Graham. He comes running over and he goes. So he's trying to point to his eyes, point to my eyes. And wow, what is he on about? <laughs> so he comes over. And basically I'm thinking, I can't help you, Tino. And I went, good luck, and I ran off. <laughs> Not in a horrible way, I just ran. Couldn't help him. But he was incredible. He was absolutely incredible. He made both goals. We, we won 2-1. Turned it around, yeah. eh? And so we go in the dressing room after the game, and he's got an interpreter with him. And so the interpreter brought him over and said, do you know what he was doing when he was going like this, like backwards and forwards, eyes to eyes? I said, I actually said to the interpreter, who was a jolly lad, and he said, well, what he was trying to say was, I've been watching, me and you can we play know together. We, yeah. <laughs> wow. And I just thought, wow, that's incredible. And, and to be fair, got on with him like a house on fire. Nice compliment. Absolutely. I was gobsmacked, but... What a superstar. I don't know how to break it, but it was this... Because that was pretty volatile times. During these times... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Kevin's had a famous had a pop yeah, at yeah. Fergie. Yeah, yeah. Twice. Absolutely. I think it merits, for those who are not Newcastle fans, it merits saying twice you finish second. Yeah, yeah. The first time by a very narrow margin. Oh, no, we blew it. The, first um, the player's played. player of the year in one instance has been Les Ferdinand, yeah, Newcastle. Yeah. The player's that player of the year the second time has been Alan Shearer, yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Um... You didn't win the league at the time, but first, you know, for some reason, there was this urban myth came up that it was partly to do with. Yeah. Why did that come up? And, yeah, and I think, if I'm being honest, Jim, 100% it was because he was the last player in the building. Simple as that, eh? Yeah. Obviously, he was a January signing then, as in obviously deadline, yep. whatever you want to call it. He was the last one in. And I honestly think, but he was a superstar. Some of the things he did, remember him scoring a goal against West Ham at St. James, we won 3 0. And he scored this goal at, like, Les Seeley, God rest his soul, was in goal at the time. And he dinks this ball from the corner of the 18-yard box, and it must go, like, what seems like 50 yards high and comes down and drops in the net. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, slow motion. And he just did some incredible things, you know. But he just sadly got the blame, and that was totally unjust, 100% unjust. He wasn't to blame. We blew it. We were 12 points clear. As a group of players, whether you call it individual mistakes, whatever you want to call it, we blew it. How much do you get in life that's completely free, reliable, regular, good for your sex life, and free? Yeah, the big interview. All of these, in their full form, and many more, are available if you search for the big interview on Acast, 
That's A-C-A-S-T, iTunes, or usually wherever you get your podcasts. The big interview was the idea of Backpage, and it's produced by them. Thanks to Beer Jacket for the music. Keep up to date with everything that we're doing at grahamhunter.tv, where there's a little box where you fill in your email address. And if you sign up there, you'll get our newsletter, which includes the opportunity to put your questions to our guests. We're on Facebook, search for The Big Interview, and GH Podcast on Twitter, plus Instagram. Keep in touch. Let us know what you think. More soon, baby. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.